world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. We're doing a little bit of ministry, uh, ministering to me today as I'm coming down the steps here, pre-show, getting ready to roll. By there. Uh, we're in the midst of a, uh, a crazy time here at uh, Coach Dave Live, Passes All Ministry, Sky High, the event we're having, a lot of, lot of moving parts going on right now. And I don't know if you can see it in my eyes, but uh, every time I lay down my head on my pillow, I think, oh, what about that? Did I do that? Oh, I'll call Gary. Whoop, I do that. Whoop, I'll call. And I was just joking with everybody. It's not a joke. <laughs> uh, I Michelle does something and I undo it. And then I do something and she undoes it. And we don't always communicate it. And um, I'm just, I'm just, uh, it's easy. Friends, I, I used to tell our, our football guys, great lesson there. Hey, if you could for me, uh, Jonathan, get up uh, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter. I got a great, not a doomer gloomer today. Got a great, great things are happening, friends. Great things are happening. Uh, nothing ever, nothing worth having ever comes easy. In fact, if you didn't have to fight for it or pay for it or struggle for it or pray over it, you don't often value it. It's, it's, it's really, really true. There's nothing better in life, more satisfying in life, than to get on the other side of a of a uh, a challenge, a problem, a personal whatever, to have waded your way through that mess and get on the other side of it, and there you stand, victorious. There, there ain't nothing like that in the world, ever. And you know, we don't pray for that. We pray for an easy life, don't we? Truth be told, most of us pray for an easy life. Oh, Lord, that my life would be comfortable. Lord, protect everybody I love. And Lord, uh, protect me from all the demons. And Lord, keep me healthy. And Lord, this, and Lord, that. When the when the, the greatest the greatest achievements ever accomplished by men ever have always been accomplished through struggles. And we ought to ask ourselves, why doesn't that hurt? Why shouldn't that hurt? You're trying to build what? Of course it should hurt. Where did we get this idea? of the fact that having something of great significance is easy. And I look back over, I was having, I was having a conversation with Ohio Brett. He's up here. Back to one of the greatest, I told Michelle this too, one of the greatest football victories I ever had was that uh, when we uh, won the 1990 Central Buckeye League Championships at Dublin, Ohio, when we upset Dublin at Dublin in a game that nobody ever thought we would win. And every day, that's not true. Every time I drive by that stadium, Michelle and I are going someplace. It's, it's 40 minutes from where we live. I don't go by it very often. But every time I go by it, Michelle, we bear witness to this, I point at it and said, man, what happened there? Because of the mon- monumental struggle that it was. And, and, the culmination of efforts of so many people to overcome an opponent who was doing everything they could do yeah. to defeat us. And to realize that was 1990. How long ago is that? That's 30 years ago. 
30 years ago. I drive by there today, and I point at that stadium and say, oh, my Lord, remember that night. Because why? It was the culmination of victory through the struggle. And the truth of it is, many of us, we find ourselves living lives. We want lives without struggle. And soft lives make soft men. Soft men make soft families. Soft families make soft communities. And soft communities make soft nations. And soft nations make soft churches. And soft churches make soft gospel. Nobody ever really wants nobody really wants to. Nobody wants to look, I'm not whining, I'm teaching, okay? To think that uh to watch how hard Steve Steve Deck has come here and worked the last few days. Those of you who come gonna to come to Sky High, you ain't gonna believe the weeds have been whacked, and most of them whacked by Steve Deck. Out there all day, whacking weeds. It's amazing. But you know who's going to appreciate the most? Steve Deck. Because what's that principle again? Goodness and mercy is going to follow him. Why? Because he he weed whacks. And you're going to show up at Sky High, and you're going to say, wow, what a beautiful place. My goodness, this is so nice. And you won't even know that it looks that way because Steve Deck weed whacked it. It'd been beautiful he hadn't weed whacked it, but he did. And he has a sense of accomplishment about it. I'm saying this because whether we realize it or not, we are elbow deep into conflict, friends. Some of the, some of you are still, I think all of you are in, you're on the team, you're in. But some of you are still on the sidelines looking out at the playing field and asking yourself, do I really, do I really want to go do that? Do I really want to go do that? And, you know, sometimes the Lord's blessings look like curses, and sometimes the devil's curses look like blessings. Sometimes it's hard to differentiate between the two. And I remember when we settled on getting sky high, when that happened however many years ago that was, how much my wife wept. Because she was smart enough to know the work that laid ahead. And so here we are, and we are pushing. Push. There is something tremendous that's going to happen this weekend, Skyline. And I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to make anybody feel good or feel anything bad or make it sound more important than it is. I'm just telling you the truth. And I asked Spencer here, I'm sorry, Hunter, as we, whatever the heck your name is, Jonathan. <clears throat> I woke up at three last night with thinking about 30 things. So my mind's a little, little dull here. <laughs> Bear with me. But for, chapter five, therefore being Romans chapter five. Hey, Jonathan, I want you to get ready to go to the Message Bible on this too. I haven't even read it, but I know it's going to be good. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through, who? that's a good guy to have peace with, isn't it? If you're still mad at God about something, you you do yourself well. <laughs> you made some peace with that boy. <laughs> huh? I, I don't think he's a good guy to be mad at. Just, <laughs> just my own personal opinion. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Wow. The hope of the glory of God. And not only so, look at this, but we glory in tribulations. When's the last time you ran out in your front yard naked and danced in the rain thanking God for the troubles that have come upon your life? When's the last time you did that? I didn't. I don't expect you to. I think it was Forrest Gump or somebody did that. I can't remember who it was. I saw it one time. But not only so, we glory in tribulations. Also, why? Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience 
hope. You see the progression? You see the progression? I, was, I played some foosball yesterday up at Sky. Hang, hang on. Playing foosball with my little grandson, David, up at Sky High last night as we were doing. We were having a family meal up there and everything. It's all clean, looking good. It's a little foosball table. My little grandson came up to me and said, uh, Grampy, you play foosball with me? And I said, uh, yeah, one, one condition, David. You're not going to cry when I beat you. And he looked at me and his eyes got real big because he always cries. And he said, Grampy, I won't cry. I said, okay, but I'm going to tell you something, bud. I hate to lose. And I know you hate to lose. But one of us is losing. And when I get done kicking your butt, I don't want you crybabying. It's okay. You can be mad you lost. That's okay. You're allowed to be mad you lost. But every time you get mad that you lost and start crying, you take away my joy that I won. You're stealing from me. So if you want to play and the best man wins, I'll play. And we did. And I didn't cry because he beat me. <laughs> but I'm getting old, right? I'm getting old. But let me, let me go back here, right? Patience worth it. Experience, experience hope, and hope doesn't makes us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. So the Lord, remember I, we talked the other day about goodness and mercy following you all the days in your life. See, everything that you're going through, we call it trials. We call it tribulations. Hey, Jonathan, go ahead and bring up a message on that one. Trials and tribulations for what? To get you to where? For what? What's the purpose of a trial and a tribulation? It's a purpose. Well, by entering, this is the message Bible. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted for us to, I'm, let's start again here. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with Him, make us fit for Him, meet for the Master's use. Isn't that what it says? We have it all together with God because of our Master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at that same moment that He's already thrown open. His door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand. Out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting praise. But there's more to come. We continue to show our praises even when we're hemmed in with troubles. Because we know how troubles can develop passionate Patience, it's a good word, passionate patience in us. And how that patient in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. Isn't that something? An alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for the sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get it ourselves. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do with it anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person we're dying for. And we can understand how some good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for all of us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we didn't even know him. 
In fact, we didn't have any use for them, did we? So I want to encourage you, because I know this. My eyes are watering up, not because this is so real. Hey, folks. The faith walk is supposed to be hard. That's why it called faith. If you could see it, if you could see the outcome, it wouldn't be hard. But you can't. We got a phone call the other day, and I won't say who it was, and it really, really touched me because I think it's this, I sense this. This is why this weekend is going to be so magnificent. I sense a birthing process about to take place. The phone call I got was from a uh, from a from a guy. He said, "You know, coach, I'm still struggling to find out what my gifting is." Can somebody somebody say amen if that's you too? That you that you've been, part of, you've been part of this show for however long and you're trying to figure out where you plug in. Yeah, you want to work, you want to do that, but you you just don't know. And uh, and so I had I had a good had a good conversation with him. What's your gifting? You want to serve the Lord? What is it? And I said, Well, here's here's where I'd start with. What do you like to do? What is something that you enjoy doing? Because God is so magnificent, marvelous, that he's probably connected in your heart what you like to do with what your gift is. And if you were to follow Michelle around, the reason she's this whirling dervish this week is because she has a gift to serve. But that gift also becomes overwhelming and can make you frustrated. But once you release that gift, see, we've taught in the church that the gift is you being the pastor, you standing up and playing the music, you singing the songs, you taking the offering, you leading. It's always something glamorous when really, folks, your gifting is glamorous because you bask in it. Your gifting's glamorous because often most people don't even know it. They don't even see it. They don't even appreciate it. That's why that's what makes the gift so special. Is because you are called into that gift. The Bible says that your gift will make way for you. So if you're one of those that are sitting out there today and you say, man, the world's blowing up, going going to pieces all around us. Lord, what do you want me to do? I think if you just really, if you just sit back and look, are, are, you, are you a good organizer? Are you, are, there, are you good at making phone calls? What is it, what is it that you enjoy doing? What, what is it? And quit chasing after your gifting as something that is deeply, deeply spiritual because your gifting is your job. <laughs> It's a job that you check into every day. And this guy I was talking to yesterday, I said, what do you like doing? I like doing research. I like, uh, I like uh, verifying stuff. I said, dude, man, I could use a guy like that. That'd save me some time. But you've been in church your whole life and nobody ever told you you had a gift to plug you in. They all wanted you to come and support their gift. And many have done it faithfully. But there's something unbelievably fulfilling to know that you are sitting right where the Lord wants you. And so in the stress of the last few days, I want everybody out there to know, Coach and Michelle are sitting right where the Lord placed us. It's gratifying. It's gratifying. And I don't mean right where he places in the fact of importance. Somebody said, Coach, you live, 
said, uh, you, you, uh, you miss coaching? I said, what are you talking about? I'm a full-time coach. I said, no, 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 I mean football. I said, football? Are you kidding me? Football was training for what I'm doing now. But I don't miss it. I've taken that gifting, and I've moved the gifting with me to a new venue. That's all I've done. People don't come and cheer at games, and we don't, but I'm still teaching guys to tackle and block, play together, catch the ball and tuck it in and run, stiff arm, keep your eye on the ball, close the gaps. I st- I'm still doing that. So uh, find some peace in your life. Get some peace in your life. Lord, what is it you'd have me to do? And then go do it. Go do it. Now before I, I don't, hey, that came right out of my heart. All right? That came right out of my heart. Because I'm sorry, Michelle. I said a harsh thing to her before I came down the steps today. Just out of my flesh. Because why? Hey, <laughs> we're in the... We're we're in the game, man. She's playing. She's running her play, and I'm running my play at the same time. We're in the game. Sometimes you say things in the game that maybe in another situation you wouldn't have said. So, uh, hey, bring some lawn chairs. We we got we got the big tents going up today. We got the chairs coming. We got the powder pot. It's it's going it's going to be marvelous. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be uh, very. It's going to be uh, eighty five tomorrow and 90 on Saturday. You're under the big top. Uh, there'll be a breeze. There's always a breeze up at Sky High. It's going to be marvelous. Yes, you can camp. Yes, you can bring your own tent. You can sleep under the stars. You can sleep under the tent. I'm going to tell you this. I'm not I'm not going to handle your uh, – we've tried to. That you're on your own. If we didn't, if we haven't placed you someplace, you're on your own, man. If you want to sleep under a tent, we got a big old tent you can sleep under everyone. Make sure that John Dislin's coming, by the way, and uh, uh, he's going to be with me today on my on my Alan Keys show. I'm doing Alan Keys, sitting in for Alan Keys today, one to three. Why not? That's me. Why would I schedule that today with everything I got going on? But they asked me if I would do it. Sure, I'd love to do it. So Dislin's going to be on with me on that. If you want to join that this afternoon, hey, does it seem like I'm? Uh, does it feel like I'm running in circles? I'm running in circles. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Got to show you something here. You'll love this. This gets you off in a good mood. Hey, excuse me, Jonathan. Play it. <coughs> you ready, Myra? <coughs> pronouns Your training coach. vid. The pronouns training vid, Jonathan. Because after we need to see this, we're going to need Myra to praise it. Now, friends, listen to me. I spoke yesterday. We're at war. We're already elbow deep in war. We're already there, and we're already there. Now, the church maybe isn't, and the country maybe isn't, but we're already at war. Now, I want you to think about America and the most powerful military that the world has ever seen at one point. Whether we are anymore or not, I, I really don't know. I'll get to you, Clay. Hang on. But uh, I, this was shared with me yesterday. This is a training video that is being shown to all military recruits, all military. Hey, hey, no crying in baseball. Remember that field of dreams? No crying in baseball. Hey, David, no crying when Grampy kicks your butt. No crying. Doesn't mean you don't want to cry. But when you cry after I kicked your butt, you take away my joy. I earned it. And now you're going to cry, and Grandpa's going to feel sad. And then I'm going to get soft, and then the next time I'm going to let you win. And then we wake up, and you're 19 years old, and your hair is purple. So here's a training event being shown to our military folks. I'm making it up. Hi, my name is Johnny, and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I am Kanchi, and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. Pronouns. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is how we identify ourselves. 
apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a safe space for everybody? That's a good question. A really good hey, way to do that is to use free, inclusive free, language. Free. <clears throat> hey, hey. I ain't looking for no safe spaces anymore. Did you hear me? We can't be looking for safe spaces anymore, folks. Go ahead. Instead of saying something like, hey, guys, you can say, hey, everyone, or hey, team. Yeah, and now that you say that, another way that we could show that we're allies and that we accept everybody. I bet the Russians are quaking in their boots. Our pronouns in our emails, or like we just did, introduce ourselves using our pronouns. But what would I do if I uh, misgender someone? I Ooh. think the first thing to recognize is that it's not the end of the world. You correct yourself and move on, or you accept the correction and move on. You're crying in baseball! The thing I can tell you is, do not put the burden of making you feel good about your mistake on the person that you just misgendered. Oh, thank oh, you. No, no, don't do that. Yeah, and another tip oh. uh, for you to remember their uh, pronoun next time, it's in your mind. Kind of go through a progression of three good things about the person using their pronoun. So let's say the person chooses to use they, hmm. then you will in your mind go, they have a nice shirt. They have a nice smile. They are really smart. So that kind of they thing. They are. Listen, right. that so that's what I mean. Um, get it off, get it off the know. screen. Get it off the screen. Get it coach, off the screen. This is brainwashing, Coach. It's brainwashing. I know it's brainwashing. I know it's brainwashing. And, 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 and again, I'm, starting, I'm getting the stride here. Again, I hate to keep harping on her all the time. If we don't wake up and push back, if we don't begin to become more harsh, if we don't become more, I'm talking about you and me, if our faith doesn't become more direct and more truthful, we are not going to rescue things, folks. We're not going to. This, this makes me want to gag. I just want to gag. Uh, let me Where's get my the, Where's coach? the governor? Where's the governor that will defund schools if they don't say boy and girl? That's right. Where are they? Huh? Where are the 16 Republicans who voted to take your guns away? That's a whole different story. No, no, they didn't take your guns away. That's not right. By the way, did you see this? And I didn't have to, I don't have time today. Did you know that they found out that the NRA is writing the gun control legislation? The NRA, who tell you their job is to protect your gun rights, they are writing the legislation. You said it'll disarm it. Uh, uh, folks, Woo, baby doll, it's coming. Pray us in here real quick, Myra. Yes, coach, I'll be delighted to do so. Uh, Matthew 5.13, ye are the salt of the earth, but Amen. if the Not salt the have lost his savior, wherewith shall it be salted? Is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out, to be trodden underfoot, of men. <coughs> Jesus, you're welcome to coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of sin on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Myra. I'm, I'm salt of the earth. Remember when he used to say that? Boy, he's a salty guy. Hey, I never worried about a salty guy's pronouns, did you? Never did. Bobby, your hands up. Come on in. Yes, it was a year ago. The recruiting videos came out for both, for all three, China, Russia, and America. China and Russia are both recruiting masculine, aggressive warrior killers. And our Army recruiting video was uh, Jenny has two mommies, all-inclusive, yep. find your yep. place in America. We're going to get yep. hurt real bad. And, and this generation of, of troops and service members, <clears throat> they are... I can't imagine what's going on in the brains. I can't imagine what's going on in the, the higher-ups of the military leadership because these, these, these people are going to get ripped, literally physically ripped apart so bad that there's been no lifetime preparation for any of it. Bobby, it's, it is a direct consequences of weak Christianity. It's a direct consequence of it, right? I, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a dinosaur. I don't. I don't think women should be in the military. Period. 
That's my that's my that's my feeling. But see, what, we do, what we've done with them, we don't send women to fight men's wars. I'm sorry, you, we don't do that. Yeah. We, don't do that. we don't do that. And what's happened with our military is military has become a jobs benefits program. If I can go in the military and serve five years or six years or seven years or ten years, at the end of it, I'll get my college paid for. So people go into it for the benefits, right? And so if you're going to go in and get some job opportunities as a result of it, well, why wouldn't you let women in? Why wouldn't you? I'm going to I'm going to tell you this. If I'm walking down the street, I cross over my street outside of my house, my wife and I were out for a walk, and all of a sudden there are three guys standing up at the street corner that don't look like they're very peaceful. I'm not going to go home and get my daughter. I'm going to run up the hill and get my six-foot-five son-in-law and I'm going to go find my six foot whatever other son-in-law and then the three of us men are then going to go defend and I know a woman can hold a gun and I appreciate a woman can hold a gun but God did not create women to hold guns and kill bad people he designed men to do that and our churches don't even have the courage to stand up and say that anymore. God bless all of you who have women in the military. God bless you, Reggie. God bless you. I mean, there's a place for you. But, folks, that's when the mass, when we bought the lie that men and women were the same, we started down. And our only chance is to resurrect the masculine man. It's the only, only way to do it. You don't want to get a fight in my wife. I mean, she'll scratch your eyes out. But uh, uh, I'm not going to send her to the door if somebody's breaking into my house. God help us for having done that. I'm all over the place today. Clay, come on in and Roger. Coach, you expressed how gratifying it is to get involved and do something. And I say there's a lot of people out there that's depressed because they're not involved and there's plenty right. of work to be done. That's right. And uh, I like to use this as a comparison. You don't want to live your life off of past victories and trophies. You want to you wanna build Amen. off of every day ahead of you. It's kind of like people going and jumping out of an airplane and skydiving for one time in their life and then putting that picture on the wall. And That's everybody right. looks at it and they're proud of it and they say, when did you do that? And they say, 15 years ago. And you say, well, what'd you, what have you done since then? We don't want to live our, our lives off of past victories. We don't want to, brother. Let me give you a good example of something else, Clay. Uh, Roger, I had to get you in here in a second. Uh, Pennsylvania, or I'm sorry, Ohio Brett's been here for a couple of days. I've been, I've been giving him training in masculinity. He'll, he'll laugh about that. But it's truth. I've been, Brett's, Brett's been a city boy his whole life. And uh, he's, a, he's a jock. He played football. He's a city boy. I got him on a skid steer. I got him on a tractor, and last night, he climbed the tower. He climbed the sky-high tower. We put that ladder up there, and he got on that ladder, and he shaked, shook all the way up. And he got up there. He took some pictures from it. And he came down there, and he is a little bit more masculine today than he was yesterday. Is that true, Brett? That's that's true, Coach. Coaching makes a difference. Huh? And I think I'm not I'm not sure of this, but I think in the middle of the night last night I saw him peeing in the woods. I think he actually peed without going in and using the toilet. I think so. Was mm-hmm. that you, Brett? Hey, it's beautiful in the country. <laughs> Come on, Roger. Oh, you have disappointed me, man. I've always had a man crush on Ohio Brett, baby. <laughs> um, hey, well, you can now, baby. He's a, he's earning his stripes now. He's been working hard. Uh, you know, Dave, I, I, you know, I was not in the military, so I'm always careful of what I say. I, I share your thoughts of thanking them and so forth. But I do believe there is, if it's not war, conflict in America's future. And I think of the, the Russians <laughs> becoming battle-tested now and their struggles in Ukraine, battle-tested. And we have not been battle-tested as a country for probably 30 or 40 years. And 
I, I just wonder what's going to go to the battlefield. You know, what's going to go yep. to the battlefield? And I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think, I think we're getting set up for a, a military loss. Um, but yeah. we're not going to be. I just don't know what's going to the battlefield anymore. Well, well, Roger, that's to me. That's why uh, sky high is so important this week because we're. Uh, I'm I'm calling it a strategy session, a planning session. And although we're gonna although we're gonna spend time teaching people stuff, we're gonna be we're gonna be making plans. We get, folks, come on, folks. We're, we're we're so far behind the eight ball. We're so far behind the eight ball. The the church is so not engaged in what's going on, and we have to get engaged. We have to we have to get engaged. Dale, come on in, bud. <clears throat> well, brother, uh, on them pronouns, I identify as an obnoxious person. Therefore, I'm going to act the way I should. <laughs> They're demonic morons. That's what I call them. And, brother, on dem- the road again, I need a co-signer for a uh, loan on a on a gas bill for this vehicle. As I'm heading <laughs> your way. We just pulled out of our driveway. We are looking forward to seeing you oh, and, and that new masculine Ohio Brett and the rest of the gang, brother. Amen, brother. In fact, that's why that's why I said to Michelle. I gave her a hug this morning. I says, "Listen, honey, this is going to be so worth it. <laughs> this we are plowing so hard, but this is going to be, this is going to be so worth it. Why? Because my training tells me nothing worth having ever comes easy, and the Lord is going to smile upon us. And I would ask all of you out there who who can attend or what it doesn't matter, just continue to pray because the enemy would like nothing more than to mess us up. But there's no weapon that's formed against us that's going to prosper." Because we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And he has called us together for such a time as this. And when we leave here, we're going to leave armed and dangerous for what it is the Lord would have us to do. In fact, one of the things I wrote down there, be right with you, uh, folks. One of the things I wrote down here today, as as I was gathering thoughts, I wrote down it's time for us to expand our forces as we go on the offense. And as we, as we sit here today, if we were to make a plan, let me, let me pause. Let me pause. You guys hang on a second. I'll get to you. What is this? What is a offensive play that we should be running right now? Let's act like there was no Republican party and there was no Democrat party. There's just the devil's team and our team. So those of us on our team, God's team, what's a play we could be running? Anybody got an idea? Anybody got a play we could be running? I'm going to get you my own. Some, First play huh? run is a, is a blitz, Coach. Well, no, no. I, what, though, Vinny? Of course we're going to blitz. Of course we're going to use all those techniques of football. But what? What? what's a touchdown we ought to be running, scoring? What would be a touchdown today that we could score? What would be something we could do that we could plant a flag and say, hey, remember when we did that? And got that done? Remember when we did that? What is something right now we could be doing? No more I'm not, abortion. I'm, I'm, I'm not making this question any bigger than it is. What's an issue that if we got unified on, we could turn the tide on? Can somebody give me one? No more abortion. Turn it off today. We, we, could, we could focus and turn no more abortion. We could do that. It might it uh, it might take a long slog. See, we haven't been able to win the abortion battle because why? Not all the churches in on it. Some of the churches are pro-choice, so we can win the abortion battle. What's another one? What's an, what would be some easy take over, push over, take over the yeah. educational system? Taking over re- the educational system we, at a local level. We could reclaim our local school. There, I believe, without any shadow of a doubt, if we got all the churches together and organized and direct, we'd be running the schools in two years. That's one. That's that's a game plan. Give me another one. What's another one? Protesting outside of a sodomite establishment. Pushing, dare I say it, pushing evil back into darkness, right? What about it? What if we just made the determination, no, no tranny uh, party, well, those, those things, where they take them to the library. None of that. None of that stuff. Not in our town. That ain't going to go on. Not going to go on. What else? Anything else? Anything else we can do? Huh? Boy, a lot of it focuses around schools, doesn't it? Because if we reclaim the education. But see, we don't we don't even think this way, do we? 
What's local that? politics, we could take that. Local politics, we could take that over if the churches stood up. We, we could, we could, we could be in charge of them next election. But we don't right. have a plan. To do it. We don't have a plan to do it. What else? What else? One more. Give me two more things. Come on. Homelessness. Homeless. That'd be that'd be so easy. That'd be silly. That'd take a little bit of sacrifice. Though. We could do that. Homelessness. But see, I think homelessness is a result of something else. I think homelessness is a result of mental illness and drug addiction. And we have to take those two things on. Anything else? Craig, you got something out there, Mr. Zero. What What else? Uh, not, well, I think one thing is, is just to realize the, the spiritualist time that we're in, Lord, our uh, coach, and, and say, Lord, we're where do we begin? Where do we start? And maybe we just prevail. Okay. We don't know. Right. And my state, my statement was two things. You know, I want to make a statement and just ask two questions. One is in Deuteronomy 21, 10, it says, when you go to war against your enemies and the Lord, your God hands them over to you. So the question I ask is, is our nation worth God handing our enemies over to us now? And then you go to Ezekiel 20, uh, 23, and you read this, that it says, for this is when the sovereign Lord says, I will surely hand you over to your enemies, to those you loathe and rejected. And, and unfortunately, my spirit is telling me that's where we are as a nation right now. And so my, my question to, the, to, the, to, that, um, to that clip that you played is, is, one is, is where is there a safe space on a battlefield? That's and right. two, if a Russian or Chinese does not address one of our troops with a proper pronoun, does that make them ineffective to carry on the battle? <laughs> good, good, good question, right? Good question. So we, we, so we have the ability to impact all these things, but we don't have any. Hey, coach, vision before we impact any of them, before we impact any of them, we need to take back over the pulpit so we can take over the southern. Uh, that's right. We got to start in, in the church, don't we? Take back our churches, right? Take them back or, or, or burn them down, one or the other. Yeah, Jeff. Well, what do you get? When you said, what play can we run? And I thought of this. Probably what we ought to do, and that's kind of what we're going to do with this ice cream truck. Before we run the play, we probably need to have some two-a-days. So what we're going to do with the ice cream truck is we go out and reach these kids. Just in our community, basically, we're gearing on it. And I've been doing it for some of these little kids, whether they're six years old, eight years old. I look at them and say, listen, are you a little boy? And man, they look at you like, how, how dare you ask me that? And then I go into, don't let them ever tell you that you're going to be a girl. And then boys look at you, you know what I mean? But just training them up and reaching them little kids dropping seeds that Jesus is real. The ice cream for mm-hmm. Jesus. You're always going to be a little boy. And we just go I, on the offense. Oh, man. We got to get on. Let, let, pull this up for me. Pull up the flag decision. Pull up the flag decision. Hang on uh, I don't know. You guys are you're you're like God. I got so much stuff I want to I want to talk about. Camp Constitution. You guys know the United States Supreme Court rules nine zero. The Camp Constitution. Camp. They were putting up flags in in Boston. This just came out, folks. This came out about two three months ago, uh, May May second. They had to took a case to the Supreme Court because Camp Constitution wanted to fly a Christian flag at City Hall in Boston. Boston wouldn't let them do it because it was religious. They flew gay flags. They flew all that other stuff. They did everything else, but they wouldn't fly it. Well, Hal took it to the um, uh, J.R. Harrison had Hal on, uh, did a really good interview with him. And uh, Hal took it to the Supreme Court. They went to the Supreme Court. And in my lifetime, I don't know how many nine to zero cases I've seen where the Supreme Court said that if they fly this flag, they got to fly that flag. So, folks, now that we know that the government can no longer say to us, I'm sorry, we can't put that up. That's religious. When are we going to begin to go back and demand the Ten Commandments be put back up? When are we going to go and demand that some of the heroes that have told you get what I'm saying? When are we going to go on the offense? When do we realize now that they put in our hands a piece of paper that says they can't say no and go force them to do it? Ten Commandments in government buildings, whatever. It can go on and on. Let your let your let your mind go. Every place they're flying a homo flag, baby, they gotta fly your flag too, our flag too. That's playing offense. We don't even think that way. And the Supreme Court's ruled nine to zero that if they put up a 
homo flag, they got to fly a Christian one too. They can't say no. They can't say no. And that's one of the things I know JR's working hard on. When's Natural Family Month? Where are the flags honoring the family? So these, this is this is the type of thinking we have to renew. We got we got to learn to think again. Jeff, now. Yeah, I was working on the Action Network putting something in the forum. Uh, I, uh, Action is work is to you pay attention, read the newspapers, uh, find out what's going on with the with the government, with the. Uh, commissioners meetings, school boards and stuff like that and and keep pounding and keep pounding and pounding. It's, it's making a great difference here at this end. Thank you. Yeah, well the we, we have a victory here with Camp Constitution. We have to we ought to be on the we ought to Hey folks, it seems to me if they can teach evolution, they have to teach creation, don't they? Amen. By this report? Don't they have to? I think they do. Got to go on the offense. Paul Webb. Hey, Coach, uh, I got a little joke. Uh, I'm, well, I don't know. Did you hear about the, the suspicious package that was found at the Democratic National Committee? <laughs> no, I'm afraid to ask. Well, it, it turned out it was a copy of the Constitution. They didn't recognize it. Never seen it before. <laughs> But I mean, you can take that apply. You can take that apply to some churches in the Bible, you know. So. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's where they were. It's our fault, though. We can't sit around and complain about it. We got to move forward and do something. Bernie, come on in. He's, yeah, go ahead, Bernie. Yeah, thanks. You know, they talked about having that they were coming out of the closet. Well, we need to come out of the pew. Yeah, movement. Come out of the pew and go into all the world like we were told to do, you know? So that's what we're going to do. That's one of the things we're doing at Sky High. That's what I'm telling you. Something is about to launch, folks. Our yeah, side like- is winning. Now, I got, an, I, got a, I got an email from a pretty famous – well, that sounds like I'm an important guy. and I don't want it to sound like that. But I got, I got this. Hey, Coachy, you're right, man. We need to break the huddle, run some plays. And we're going to we'll win the game when we start doing that, folks. I'm just telling you, it's time for us to start winning. It's time for us to start winning. I got this. I want you to think about this. <clears throat> this was sent to me. Where is Oh, now, of course, I can't find it. I hate it when I do that to you guys. Now's the time. No, that was on a different one. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'll find it while I'm letting Silver talk to me. Go ahead, Silver. Coach, a couple of things. Um, one of the things that we can do that I'm trying to do, but it's it's really a taxing thing, is to set up a radio station mm. on the Internet. And the, the idea is to run this program along with several others on their programs 24-7 so that anybody can access it. And well, I want to think about in the queue here that can help you do that, Joe. Well, it, 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 I need additional broadcasters to do it because I can't stay here 24 7. Yeah. But, uh, we, we can, it's something that can be done. But the Have other you thing, to Jared? we got the skill set. Have you talked to Jared about it? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Well, maybe we need to. Okay. And then the other thing is, is, uh, mm. we have to remove whatever it was in our uh, government that created this thing called the separation of church. Right. It right. had to be destroyed. Joe, do, you, do you, folks, do you realize how big this decision is? Do you understand what this says? That's anytime you. they fly a secular flag, which means anytime they teach secular education, they got to teach Christian. We got to make them do it. We don't sit back and just pray it happens. Got to make him do it. I got this from this person. I found the email. Ready? Fight like your life depends on it. And be very loud and vocal. The public perception has already turned hard against both the vaccine and those who are pushing it. It's only a matter of time now. 
make them pay for every foot of ground as they come after you. Coach Norm, we called that root hog, didn't we? We got down on the goal line, and it was fourth and one. We taught our linemen to root hog, baby, and say, what does that mean? Stay as low as you can. Dig like a pig. Dig in. Dig in that dirt. Make every inch they get something they have to work hard to get. Because the worms turned. Make them pay. The time ahead is radically different than it was eight. 18 months ago. How long have I been telling you that they've had 80 years and we just got into the game? We just woke up and got into the party. And this is not the time, this is not the time, friends, to be trying to win friends and influence people. We are in the, we are in the grips of war. It's where we are. And he also said people need to know what's happening around them. People need to know what's happening around them. Squeaky wheels get the grease. Sound the alarm. Also, concerning not keeping, uh, that's something, that's entirely different things. Don't apologize or back off for protecting and defending what you believe in. Don't be timid. Last year, the bullies owned the field. This year, we're owning the field. That's got to be our attitude. No flinching, no giving in, no backing up. Go ahead, Myra. Which in regard to Steve Deck, Michelle Dovemeyer, and Ohio Bread, and you, I read 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved Breton, be ye steadfast, unmovable, <laughs> always abounding, in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Quickly, uh, who I got in there? Jonathan, quickly, go to my Facebook page. You know how to do that. I don't have you ready for it. Hey, friends. Oh, man. I, I'm... Two more athletes died yesterday. Two more athletes died. I've been trying to get Jonathan here to uh, double dip. Maybe, I don't know if he can double. Yeah, go ahead there, Jonathan. Scroll on. It's got to be, yeah, go down there. Go down there. I want, to show, I want you guys, I want you to watch. There, that guy just died. Go back. Go back up. Former Ohio State football player Shane Olivier died of a heart attack of natural causes. Yeah, yeah, he died of natural causes. Also, by the way, Ray, uh, uh Baltimore Reagan, Raven, Jalen Ferguson, 26 years old, dropped over dead. Natural causes. Everything's natural causes. Now, you notice that? They're dropping like flies, folks. Hey, Coach. Yeah. Tony, Tony Saragusa, the goose. Tony Saragusa. That 56 years old died of natural heart attack, natural causes. I made this video. I want to show you this. Keep going. Keep going, John. Keep going. Go, 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 keep going, go, there, oh, oh, this is one minute, the sound was really bad, it was a live video, but here's what you've got to start saying to people, okay, make it as loud as you can, John, it it may come across soft, okay, folks, but these are the small, these are the little snippets that we have to start using, go ahead and play it. I was just sitting in here having a sandwich with a couple of my friends. I looked up on the screen, and another young 24, 25-year-old athlete has died. Another, 20, another young athlete. Folks, look, look, listen. It's going on all around you. It's going on. When, when, are, when are you? I'm not, listen, I'm not going to tell you what I think the problem is. I'm going to ask you a very simple question. Do you have the ability to think? To think. Can you tell me what is causing young people in the prime of their life, athletically strong and powerful, in great shape, 
to all of a sudden <coughs> over dead of what they call natural causes. Huh? Do you have the ability to think? Does your mind even work? Can you connect dot A to dot B to dot C? Do you have the ability to reason? Can you stop right now and think, uh, gee, what could possibly be going on that is causing young college age up over dead? Hmm. See, sometimes, folks, you just got to ask questions. That's what Jesus did. He just asked questions. By the way, by the way, saw this again this morning. Just, just kind of a, I don't have time to pull it up there. 10,000 flights delayed last yeah, weekend. Did you hear these? 10,000 flights delayed again last weekend. Have you asked your friends, what's going on? What would make 10,000 Flights be delayed or canceled last week. And then watch and see how many flights are delayed and canceled this week. That's how you open eyes. Don't tell them. Ask them. See if their mind still works. Mr. Bigley, come on in. Bigsby. Yeah, this is it's ridiculous, Coach. Um, sad son adult death syndrome. Yeah, yeah um, well, why didn't why didn't we ask a question when they came out with SIDS, son infant death syndrome? <laughs> it actually has something to do with what they were putting in the in the cribs. But oh, but no, why ask questions? You know, kids are just dying because they're laying in cribs. Because that makes sense. Boom, Benny. But, but look, look, we just got to say the same thing. If the vaccine works, you want to take the vaccine. God bless you. Can you tell me any other vaccine you had to take four times? Can anybody tell me one other one? Uh, oh, you got the vaccine and you still got COVID? Can you explain that to me? They can't. You, got, you have to ask them those questions. Don't tell them vaccines are killing them. Don't tell them they're harming them. Say, oh, you took the vaccine and you still got it? I thought vaccines prevented you from getting it. And eventually, which is what the email was I read, they're waking up. They are waking up. We are on our way. We're winning. Okay, two things, and I got we got to run here. Number one, Liberty Action Network, folks. You got to give us your email here. This will be the vehicle through which we are going to change the nation. Right here, we're going to get Christians with us, and we're going to build a SWAT team, a prayer force, and an infantry. And we're going to start attacking these problems going on around us. If you want to list in the Army, we need your email, right? We need your email. And we're going to push that hard this weekend. And the other thing you ought to be talking to everybody else about is what? The ChristianRevolution.net. Why the ChristianRevolution.net? Because, folks, the ChristianRevolution.net will become the funding arm for the military we're putting together. Does anybody see it but me? I know Brett sees it. Does anybody see it but me? We can, oh my God, can we raise hell? R-A-Z-E, raise hell. We got to get organized. We got to get on the team. We got to get you in position. And we have to do something that's probably never happened in your life. Listen to what plan you might have rather than telling you what we're going to do. And the Bible tells us that in the multitude of many counselors is great wisdom. And we're going to get some soldiers together, and we're going to get on the same page, and we're going to get us a game plan, and we're going to start knocking them off one bowling pin at a time. going to be like whack-a-mole. So it's getting ready to happen. Oh, there's doom and gloom coming. Oh, yeah, but thank God for all your problems and trials so they develop patience, patience, character, character, hope, and hope does not disappoint. Randy, come on in. Coach, we're so winning. We're so winning, Coach. When we, the people, when they wake up, really, really wake up and stop funding the evil, funding all these elite corporations that are pushing this agenda for everything, everything that's wrong and terrible, they're going to fall. 
They're going to financially close their doors, Coach. And guess what? New new companies are going to come forward. And guess who that's going to be? That'd yes, be sir. Uh-huh. How about the view getting sued for like $50 million and winning a 50, I think it's $50 million agreement with Kyle Rittenhouse. The view coughed up 50 million big ones, baby. The tide's getting ready to turn. It's turning. Tide's turning. Pray for us. Come and join us. His truth is marching on. God bless you. See you tomorrow.